Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. I'm Matt. And today we're talking how you can butcher your grocery bill. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. <laughs> Just kidding. That would be way too on the nose. I don't even know what ButcherBox uh, Butcher Box is. I want to say ButcherBlocks for some reason. I don't know. I think it's an expensive way to get so, meat delivered to your yeah, door. Yeah, it's like a meat delivery service, right? Yeah, that would actually probably be the opposite thing you want to do <laughs> if you want to save money on It's like Stitch groceries. Fix where they just automatically send you yeah. clothes and you're tempted into keeping it. And I get right. it. For some people, it's, it's a it worthwhile splurge, but uh, for most folks, that's not how you're going to save the most money doing it, right? That's right. And by but, the way, but we want people to take a, a cleaver to exactly. <laughs> their monthly grocery budget. And especially now, people just feel the pain of groceries more. So we're going to talk about, give a, give a bunch of suggestions about how to like relieve that pain today. Which cleavers, like Chinese cleavers are totally in, by the way. Oh, have, you, have, you, have you seen Kate's over at her house? Oh, yeah. It looks she, fancy. I wouldn't know how to use it, though. I mean, you just use it like a regular chef's knife. Okay. But it's just another tool to add to the toolkit, right? It's another tool in the arsenal to, when it comes to cooking. Uh, but... This is going to be a great topic because I'll readily admit there are some topics that I know we talk about that we discuss that may not appeal to to everyone out there. There are certain things that we discuss that aren't applicable to everybody. That is not the case today. Yeah. <laughs> we, Sometimes we'll talk we'll about talk real about estate it. investing and some people will be like, dude, snooze fest. I don't care. I'm not exactly, going to do that. Yeah. But everybody not going to be. Well, and we want to encourage folks to listen to those episodes because I still think that there are some little nuggets of information that you are going to be able to glean from those episodes. But this one is going to be a topic that is most definitely applicable to yeah, everyone out there. For sure. All right. Something else that's applicable to a lot of people that a site that I've heard about, Matt, but I just gave it a test 
this week because I wanted to know, okay, is this actually a good way to go about saving money on getting something shipped across the country? Um, So there's um, uh, an Instagram account I follow. They sell mid-century furniture. Did you buy buy a fancy piece of furniture? No, I didn't yet. I'm thinking about it, but I was like, they're in North Carolina, and I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to go pick this thing up. What is is it? It's it's just like a bar cart, basically. We have a a space that like has been sitting empty since we moved in in July. I know exactly where you're talking about. Been looking for some sort of bar cart essentially to fill that space or or like a display cabinet but mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking for something that fits in with the rest of our, our furniture and I f- this you know uh, reseller on Instagram that I've been following for years posted one and I was like that's really reasonably priced and it nice. looks good but I was like how can I get someone to bring it to me like I'm not gonna drive up there wait for where, not too much money where in North Carolina maybe we can uh... it's in Nashville Oh, which we should, yeah. dude. Okay, that'd be a good. Road Why trip. would you not want to take a trip up that, <laughs> <laughs> to Asheville? I, I guess it's actually getting it. Could you fit it in your van? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I can totally fit it in too. Snap. So maybe I should do that. Maybe that's maybe, maybe we'll take a road trip. The best way around it. But <laughs> I was like, okay, what would it cost to have someone bring it here? And they mentioned, hey, we've got this white glove service. Reach out to them. The cost was pretty expensive. It was mm-hmm. more than the cost of the item I was looking to buy. Ooh. I was like, ouch, no yeah, way. Not interested. Not a deal now. But I looked up. There's a website called Shipley. And Shipley is basically putting it out for bids to all the people who are, are interested in okay. moving that piece of furniture. First couple of bids were like 700, 600, 500. And I was like, that's still really, 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 really expensive. And by the end of the bid, because everyone's competing against each other, the bids were in the low twos, low $200 no way. to move this thing. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I still haven't pounced. I haven't decided to buy this thing or to have it. To, you know, hire someone to ship it, uh, to bring it to me. But I was like, now it's reasonable. So that's kind of cool. Um, nice. And they have like reviews and stuff. And I love it, dude. How do you, so, spe- how do you spell it? S-H-I-P-L-Y. Shipley. Yeah. So there we'll link to it in the show notes. We yeah, have, let's do you that. Know, it's, again, not something I've actually used yet, except for an attempt to get these bids. But if you're looking to get something moved across country or at least just even just a couple states over, uh, because, uh, yeah, you're, you don't have the time <laughs> to go mm-hmm. to Asheville or whatever, even though you want to desperately because the beer <laughs> scene is so good. I think Shipley's kind of a cool site we're checking out. Very cool. Yeah, anytime there is a platform, a website that facilitates a free and open competitive marketplace like that, I'm yeah. all for that. Yeah. But uh, let's introduce the beer you and I are going to enjoy during this episode. This is a barrel-aged sour brown ale that is, I believe, is called Darken. That's, you know, it's written in the biggest letters, I guess, on the label. But this is by Upland Sour Ales. I assume they only make sour beers, but I'm looking forward to (laughs) enjoying. I don't think we've ever had a beer by these guys before. Uh, So definitely looking forward to this one. And stick around to the end of the episode because that's when we will share our thoughts on it. For sure. But for now, let's get on to the topic at hand. We're talking about how to butcher your grocery bill. And Matt, everybody eats food. That is... um, what you need to sustain life. You got to have water, got to have food, got to have air. And so air makes me think of the fact that we all have to breathe, right? Well, uh, I didn't really realize this until just, I don't know, six months ago until I read a new book, but um, I, I didn't realize that we could all breathe better. It had just not really crossed my mind. And then I read this book called Breath, which is aptly titled, makes sense, by James Nestor, who's a, a journalist. He like looked into the science of breathing and he gave a bunch of tips, and it was just this thoroughly fascinating excursion of something that I thought was basically mundane and boring, um, and that there just wasn't much to discuss. But a couple of his main tips from that book were to breathe through your nose, not your mouth. Yeah, I've heard, heard of that one. Apparently, like the conditions of your nose just make it so much better. Like you, you get 20% more oxygen when, because of the conditioning that your nose is doing versus just <gasps> breathing and straight in through your mouth, right? 
I'm breathing through my nose right right now. See, you look healthier already. Oh, the color of my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> They're rosy. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's just kind of it fascinating, make, It makes though. sense, right? Yeah, I guess it goes through the, your sinuses. That's and right. I'm assuming it adds uh, moisture to the air. That's right. Warms it up a little bit. Yeah. So there's a bunch, oh. there's like a bunch of different like sciencey reasons that breathing through your nose is better than breathing through your mouth. And just like one other quick tip from the book, if you're, if you're like, I'm not going to read it, give me the cliff notes. Well, fewer, deeper breaths is another way to breathe effectively. Uh, it's just because like that's, it, it regulates your body. Because like it, it, you just try just breathing short, uh, Short, quick shallow breaths, breaths yeah. like you're having a panic yeah, attack. Yeah, you're going to feel bad really quickly. But if you take those, I think he said five and a half second in, five and a half second out is kind of the ideal duration of a breath. I love it. Yeah. So all sorts of interesting things to this, something this, that you're like, I didn't know there was much to learn yeah, on that front. Dude, this is like the Huberman lab kind of stuff that I'm into. Like <laughs> right. you tell me all these things and I will start doing them. Okay. And, well, you're going to like this book then. <laughs> for the rest of my life. If, have you read it? I, You'd I, be into it. I think we've talked about it before, which is why I think I know some of these things. Or maybe I read a summary on it. But I don't think I've actually picked up the actual book okay yeah. all right well maybe get the audiobook it's not it's not too bad but after like just a few tweaks yeah you might be breathing better living better but the same thing is true with groceries so we've got kind of uh, a, a basic subject today but something that I think um, seems simple on the surface maybe but there are a lot of ways to improve your grocery store habits to save more money yeah just like everyone out there they've got to breathe air we all have to eat food uh, and literally like I was saying earlier like everyone out there has to buy groceries this isn't one of those expenses where you're thinking oh you know this isn't uh, an expense that applies to me. No way. We've all got to eat. And we've all probably seen from personal experience that groceries are the third largest line item in the average person's budget, which means this is a smart place to start working on being more efficient with your dollars. Uh, and also inflation. Uh, inflation has also taken a toll on food prices. Now, the Labor Department said that grocery prices went up by almost 12% back in December compared to a year prior. And obviously, you know, inflation, it is starting starting to come down. We've seen some encouraging headlines, some encouraging news from the Fed. That being said, it's not happening overnight. And groceries seem to be one of the stickiest sectors where inflation is hanging out, hanging around even longer. Um, so that's just another reason for us to discuss savings techniques uh, on the show today when it comes to food and how you can save money. Yeah, I saw uh, an article about Whole Foods. They're asking their suppliers to trim costs in order to drive their costs down so they can kind of pass some of those mm -hmm. on to the consumer. And it makes sense, especially for one of the more expensive grocery stores like Whole Foods, they're feeling the pinch in a bigger way they're as like, people are trying to trim their grocery bill. Like, Go figure. Why didn't? Why isn't everybody doing that? <laughs> right. Well, and, and Whole Foods <laughs> is asking for that nice guy discount. <laughs> that's one of the things that people kind of instinctively do is they trade down in an environment where costs are rising rapidly. And so Whole Foods, I'm sure, is seeing people walk out the door, go down the street to another less expensive grocery store. And so they're saying, hey, guys, can you lower these prices for us? Because we got to make sure our customers stick around, right? Keep coming keep yeah. coming in the store. Yeah, their customers are going to Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's customers are going to Walmart. That's Walmart right. customers are... I don't know where they're going. Going Aldi. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe so. yeah. Or um, at planting a garden in their backyard. Mm -hmm. But uh, enough about the negative. I think that, you know, the truth is that there's there's a joy that we often associate with food, right? Ooh. I, can, I can still vividly remember, Matt, meals that I've had on a trip or even just like hooking something together with my kids at home, like the communal aspect of food that we can enjoy together. There's there's a clear reason that we're all not just drinking Soylent uh, three times a day. <laughs> like our three square meals are just you know, in some sort of prepackaged through bottle. A, through a straw. Right. <laughs> I mean, because what we eat, it goes beyond just nutrition yeah. in an attempt to stay alive. Like three soy lunch a day might get me by, but 
I'm going to hate my life sure. <laughs> by, by the end by the end of a week. And making strides with your grocery shopping and your cooking, I think it could lead to, to years or even a lifetime of happiness that you're able to experience where your meals are enjoyable and what you're paying for groceries is leading to like delicious things that you get to enjoy with people that you love. So much of life revolves around the table, right? And like when you think about how, how often it is that we do eat, this is something to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, and also this makes me think of a, a recent movie that was out, The Menu, which I would not recommend. I don't, <laughs> it wasn't that great. I didn't like it either yeah, all yeah, that much. Yeah. I thought I would, but I didn't. It was, it was weird. I mean, and obviously like not the whole premise of the show, but just the way that they did it. I don't know. I don't want to sit here right. and bash. My one on. line review was that the social commentary felt just super basic. And if it had been more it interesting, fell, fell flat. I, I could have been down with the whole premise. It didn't, but. Yeah. There wasn't enough depth. Yep. Uh, anyway, so uh, one maybe shining point within the movie, maybe my favorite part, uh, one of the main characters, uh, he's like a foodie and he's just talking, he's kind of like waxing poetic about food uh, or, or specifically too about chefs. And he's talking about how so many people worship or pay a lot of attention to athletes. And he's like, well, and they're just down there playing with a, a rubber ball. It's, it's, it's really dumb. Whereas chefs, they're working with the actual elements of life. And he's just talking about why he's so into food. And that part of that actually, it kind of re- resonated with me, not to the extent that it does with him, like <laughs> where you are looking to, you know, drop like a, you know, $12,000 on a single meal, that kind of thing. But when you recognize truly how central food is to our lives, there are some steps I think that we can take in order to make it more pleasurable in order, like you said, to, to garner some more joy from it. Uh, and one of the ways that hopefully you can begin to see meals as something, you know, that brings you joy as opposed to just seeing it as a chore is by learning how to cook better. Nobody likes doing something that they're not good at, but you're also going to be able to save money by increasing your kitchen skills. And so if we're talking about your holistic food budget, uh, you're less likely to go out to eat and you're more likely going to opt for eating in, which is going to be far less expensive. And so we would recommend for folks to find ways to increase some of those different skills that they might have early on. Kate and I, we took some cooking classes actually here in Atlanta, some affordable cooking classes, which was a, it was a ton of fun. We actually did it for like a couple dates. Um, but also we were able to formally learn some of the techniques that you would regularly put to use in a kitchen. Uh, but even before that, so that was after maybe we've been married for like a few years or something like that. Well, right after we got married, we hadn't launched our business yet and she didn't have a job. So she was just at hanging out at home. Uh, and this is when she watched a lot of the Food Network. <laughs> and no joke, she literally credits watching folks cook on TV with her ability to just sort of where she is now. I mean, I mean for, she's over the years. She's now she's a way modern better. day Guy Fieri. Everybody <laughs> says that. Back then, I think it was uh, it was Rachel Ray. And her hair looks just like his. <laughs> Oh my gosh. She's, <laughs> got, only. she's got the shades as well. I love it. Uh, but no joke. I mean, it's one thing to like look up a recipe online, but like how is it that you actually execute that recipe? And yeah. that's when I think whether it be affordable cooking classes or but just literally watching something on TV and seeing how they cut, seeing how they blanch vegetables, just all all the different techniques that you might be able to read about. But when you can see somebody doing it, I think that can oftentimes help. And now she just, honestly, she follows a lot of folks on social media yeah. as well. I mean, just like anything in life, just learning a couple of techniques can help you enjoy the thing more. Like I, I play disc golf, not as much as I'd like to, probably three or four times a year. I wish I went 
once a month. But it's it's one of those things where you just learn a couple basic mechanics of throwing the disc. And if you try to throw it like a frisbee, and it can, you're just annoyed. Right, you're just right. angry because you're like I I have to. It takes me 20 throws to get it to the pin. But if you do There's just a certain way that you yeah, need to do it, learn a couple of specific techniques. You're like, okay, cool. It took me four or five throws <laughs> to get it to the pin instead of instead of 20, and that just makes it way more enjoyable. Exactly. But then regarding what to actually make, of course, you're going to want to make some inexpensive meals. Uh, And so we suggest following some of the folks that uh, we've had on the show. I'm specifically thinking of Beth Monsell from Budget Bites, as well as Leanne Brown. She wrote the Good and Cheap Cookbook. They both prioritize cooking healthy, tasty food uh, without breaking the bank and we'll make sure to link to those interviews where we had those ladies on for sure yeah and matt i'll readily admit i'm no kitchen expert like there's room for growth for me right but but i've grown i would say in my ability to cook for our family and it's like learning those disc golf techniques it's rewarding to kind of make progress in that area but i think one thing that might help if you feel like a complete kitchen novice is to check out meal delivery kits and they're not the best option for saving money on groceries and whether or not you should try one of these services really depends on how much you're currently spending on you know when it comes to food and how good in the kitchen you actually are but services like blue apron they might be a smart decision particularly for the novice home chef and it could be like a a happy medium for a lot of people it has been for us at different seasons in our life depending on how busy we are and my emily like really likes using these services we don't Mm. use them regularly but when we get a discount or something we'll go back to them and test them out again and i think largely uh, a a good reason to test these out is because it could be kind of like a gateway drug leading you back towards home cooking and eating out less signing up for these kits in perpetuity is probably going to be a budget buster getting three or four of these every single week but using them to get you back in the kitchen at least totally and then weaning yourself back to meal planning and grocery store shopping in a smart way that could be a good plan for a lot of people i think yeah absolutely so this reminds me of a listener who wrote in and he was talking about how him i think him and his wife i think they're empty nesters uh but he was pointing out how this was something that they did that was fun yeah and it allowed them to do something together but it also introduced them to just some different foods like different meals that they otherwise would never have thought to pursue look up how to make this thing and it's not just getting delivered directly to them it tells them you know they've got all the uh, pre-measured ingredients they've got all the instructions and all of a sudden they're eating something that they would never have otherwise eaten it's not just a friend passing on a recipe it's literally all the pre-measured stuff that goes with it and so it makes it kind of like yeah a fun thing to attempt yeah but again it can be expensive if that's your go-to sure. every single week but it, i think it can be kind of like a paint by numbers uh, for a lot sure. of people who are like i gotta want to get into painting that's a good place maybe to start <laughs> well and i love again what you said about it being fun uh because we do things that are fun to us if something is fun it doesn't matter if it necessarily is going to save you money you will continue to do that thing and so by tricking yourself back into the kitchen where you're cooking more, you're intentionally cultivating the joy of cooking, yeah. right? And, all right, Julia Childs. <laughs> and not to mention, like you said, over time, you wean yourself off of that. And all of a sudden, you have built up this joy for cooking food. Yeah. Uh, and all the while, you're likely going to be able to save money in now, the long run. Now, you just like being in the kitchen. And I yes. think that matters a lot if it's something that you're going to continue to do, right? It's the, so. it's the psychology of cooking <laughs> right? <laughs> and tricking yourself into some of the different ways. Which, how many you know, personal money. finance nerds talk about the psychology of the kitchen you you and i we are doing it more and more because (laughs) i think we've realized how important it is not to to just know the steps to take but how uh important it is to approach something with a certain mental state and and based on how it is that we actually live our lives yes yeah exactly you could 
talk about theoretically the best things to do, but if that's not what people want to do, we need to give practice. Yeah. Practical advice is necessary. And I think this is one of those things where it's like a lot of personal finance experts would be like, those meal kits are way more expensive than shopping <laughs> in the grocery store. And, it, and it's true. Like that is true. But <laughs> what's going to get you back in the kitchen over the long term, just like what's going to get you working out over the long term? Is it is it the most efficient, best three-hour workout? No. And so you got to find the thing that's going to let you show up and continue to do the thing day after day. After exactly. Day. It's, but, not, it's not just about winning this one battle. We're, we're here to like win the overall war. And yes. so like we're not just focused on what it is that you're going to spend on groceries the last week in, in February. We're talking about how much you're going to spend on groceries over the course of the year. Yes. And I guess so far we've essentially made a case for why it is that you should be paying more attention to your groceries, but we're going to get to some practical tips on how it is that you can butcher your grocery bill. And we'll get to some of those right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, Matt, let's keep going. Let's talk about butchering your grocery bill. It makes me think of... Sam the Butcher from the Brady Bunch. I thought you were going to say Butcher Bill from... Oh, uh, oh that'd be a good one, too. Gangs in New York? Yeah, that's right. Yes. That was a good one. Some good butchers in... 
<laughs> classic American film and TV history. But we, you know, we were just talking about recipes before the break and how it might make sense to order a meal kit to help you out. And but one of the advantages of going with a recipe is that you can plan and buy your groceries in a very precise way. You're also not following a recipe for every single meal that you're making at home typically, right? There's some that you're just going from memory. A lot of things I cook are the same seven or eight things I cook every time. I don't have this wide range and and I'm not always testing out new things. Although, you know, that's something I hope to do (laughs) more over time. But there's a lot of things that you're doing on the fly. And the same thing is true when it comes to setting up a realistic budget, which is an important part of butchering that grocery bill and lowering your grocery costs. There's a learning curve and you're likely to get better over time. And so when it comes to budgeting, we don't necessarily want you to spend what you spent last month. Depends on how thoughtful you were about grocery purchases last month, I guess. But it's crucial to know how much money you spent on groceries in February so that it can at least inform your March budget and you can take a realistic approach, right? You can put a line item in your budget for groceries that is absurd, that you'll never hit. You can say, I'm a family of six. We're going to spend $220 on groceries. And that is just (laughs) setting yourself up for failure, right? Well, what use is that really of coming up with a number that you're never going to be able to actually meet? Unless you just really like the feeling of defeat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. So we would suggest using previous numbers to help you come up with an attainable dollar amount to shoot for. But at the same time, you'll probably want to use that number and then challenge yourself to improve upon previous spending levels too, in order to free up more cash for other goals that you've got. That's the whole point of saving money at the grocery store. So you can take extra dollars that you were putting towards feeding your family and funnel them towards more exciting, more fun areas. Yeah. Even feeding your family in the future by yeah. investing those dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so maybe you're thinking, well, I have no clue how much I should be spending on groceries. I can see what I have spent. But uh, if that is you, a decent rule of thumb is to not spend more than 10% of your take-home pay on groceries. So let's say you make around $100,000 a year. So after taxes and withholding, you're you're taking home a little less than $75,000, depending on your state. Uh, But meaning your monthly take-home pay is around $6,000. So that means it's a good goal to try and spend no more than $600 a month on groceries. Uh, If you are spending more than that, or maybe you are spending a little more than you want to, then we would recommend to work on reducing that amount. Don't do it all at once, but look at doing that over like two or three months instead of just doing it instantaneously like you're flipping a light switch. Uh, Because again, we're trying to be realistic here and we want you to implement changes that are going to actually stick. We don't want you to feel the sting of defeat yet again. (laughs) Um, So another way to, to help keep you on track then is to split up that monthly budget amount just into those equal installments for each trip. So again, if you have a $600 uh, grocery budget per month, so let's say you hit up the store once a week, well, we're talking about 150 bucks, $150. Like that is roughly what you should be spending each time. And so we're taking that larger amount, that $600, and we're breaking it down into smaller, more manageable amounts of money in particular that are anchored to time, that are anchored to each week. Well, because I think for a lot of people, they might say 600 bucks. That's my grocery budget for the month. They go the very beginning of March, they drop 350 because they buy some stuff they wouldn't normally otherwise have gotten. And then they find themselves towards the end of the month, like, holy crap, how am I going to keep this under wraps? Because, But if you think about it as $150 
per trip that you make, you're more likely to actually hit the goal that you set. You're, you're more you're, you're more likely to keep your spending in check because you've brought it down to an even more bite-sized, more manageable um, spend amount, right? That's right. Yeah, you're pacing yourself. Yeah. Okay, and so I think meal planning is something else that needs to be mentioned. But not the, I think budgeting is massively helpful, and I think that rule of thumb is going to help a lot of folks make more sense of their grocery budget and at least kind of see, cool, what are we spending of our take-home pay? Oh, 15%? Okay, well, we can get it down into 10% through some of the uh, tips and tricks that Matt, Matt and Joel talked about. But while we're discussing like a weekly strategy, it's a good idea to plan your meals in advance too. you know, pick a time each week where you're going to spend, I don't know, like 30 minutes or so thinking about the meals for the week for the family or for you as an individual and what they're going to be, you know, knowing what you're going to be eating helps you make a grocery list. And sticking to the list is one of the best ways to make sure you don't overdo it and spend too much at the store. So yeah, consider making extra too, I'd say, but only if you're actually going to eat it. Matt is the leftover king. I don't know. I love the leftovers. Anyone who left loves leftovers more than Matt. But I don't know if I love them because I know they save me money. And so I, you know, like when you have something that's associated with something else that you like, yeah. you like that thing. Yeah. You uh, like it even more that way. Exactly. It's yeah. sort of like we're talking about cooking earlier. Like if you can trick yourself into doing something that will ultimately save you money. Well, it's like win-win. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know if I like actually like leftovers because I've convinced myself that they taste better because I know that I'm saving myself money or if actually the flavors meld together and, and, and <laughs> better yeah because after being in the fridge there for a day are or certain two. things that you know where that's the case obviously yeah. not some things like french fries but other things like a lasagna oh I leftover mean, french fries is just the worst it's the worst yeah, yeah. No, but but I think like meal planning I still eat them though and planning for <laughs> leftovers and then planning how to use and eat those leftovers is smart and and a lot of people will like uh, make everything on a Sunday and then they'll put it in the freezer they'll freeze breakfast literally like breakfast burritos or something like that mm-hmm. pull them out every single morning heat them up and then it's like boom I don't even have to think about it I already made it and I also know that I'm not going to be stopping to get fast food on the way to work because I planned my meals and I had it ready in advance so I think meal planning makes a lot of sense but you just also have to like have a, a plan to eat <laughs> the stuff that you're making too if you're making extra that's right man yeah so that's enough about planning right let's get more tactical with it let's en- envision that you're there in the grocery store uh what about sales I was, I, was, like, I, was, I was like you're about to say something. Well, I was just thinking, you said envision you're in the grocery store, and I was like, what if there was like a metaverse app where you could put yourself in an Aldi? I mean, that sounds Ooh. ideal. I'd, I'd consider going to the metaverse <laughs> for that. I've not been interested in the metaverse <laughs> until I just thought of that thought. Uh, so let's, but, but for real though, if, if you are at the grocery store and you see a sale, do you take advantage of that sale or not? Well, I like the idea of making a little bit of wiggle room for some incredibly discounted food within your budget. So for instance, getting that pork shoulder when it's been marked down to a dollar per pound, that is when you pounce. Sounds like a recent example out of your life, Matt. <laughs> Something I did recently, bought two of those jokers, smoked them both, even though I wasn't necessarily planning on buying one that day, the price necessitated it. But just make sure that you aren't using uh, a big a big time sale, like a manager special, to justify a purchase that you shouldn't make. Well, in this case, it sounds like the the porkness, it, it forced your hand on this, right? I, I had no choice. Yeah. No, like you definitely don't want to make a purchase that fits, that, that doesn't fit within how it is that you approach uh, your groceries, right? Like it needs to fit within your, your general grocery buying ethos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people might walk through the grocery store and then they walk through the chip aisle and they're like, 30 cents off Doritos. Okay. I Cha-ching! guess I'll sale. I'll toss it in. And there's a lot of like, fake sales that go on in a lot of retailers, right? And so it's just... Depends uh, if they're cool ranch or not. Is right. that Pete Holmes? His joke is like, oh, yeah. that 
that electric <laughs> the electric tingle it's the like electric tingle that, sticking your tongue to a nine volt battery uh, it's so good which is true how do you resist cool ranch doritos are delightful <laughs> but they're also really expensive and they're and they're terrible for those, you. and they're terrible for you and they're the kind of thing that's gonna you know bust your grocery budget and it's not a, it's you know if you like the nine volt battery tingle of a cool ranch dorito from time to time put put it on your list once a month or something like that that's fine like you deserve you deserve to treat yourself every now and again but I think a lot of people are prone to do it in the moment just because there's a minor discount or minor sale. But when you're talking like a dollar a pound for pork, pork shoulder, that's that's different. And that's like that's a lot of meals from yeah, you know one 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 buy right there. Totally. But, yeah. Even if it wasn't on the list, I think it makes sense to hop on it. Well, sure, and, and that's a basic protein that you can then incorporate into other meals. And again, yeah. some folks don't cook this way, but if you know that you've got a couple containers of pulled pork in your fridge the ability to then use that oh all right let's make some barbecue sandwiches oh okay let's let's make some fried rice oh okay tuesday let's take that meat and incorporate it into a pizzole that's literally something these are all meals that i've uh our our family made last week okay (laughs) (laughs) and so what when something like that comes along and it's got legs right that you can then apply to other meals that's something you want to pounce on yeah okay so one other thing i think that can help when you are buying something like uh, a pork shoulder, which you, you, just because it's on discount, is if you have a deep freezer, and that's oh, yeah. like one of the biggest problems when you're when you're stocking up or something like that because of a sale, is when groceries are are perishable. That can make it more difficult to do that, right? So non-perishables, buying extra cans of something that you know you're going to use because it's on sale. Oh, hey, the soup is half price. Boom, let me get a couple extra of those. That's fine. But uh, when you're uh, talking about things that are perishable, it's harder to justify that but i think a deep freezer can make that more justifiable because you ha- then you haven't wasted money like completely yeah wasted money that's, by buying the thing and not using which it which would be the absolute worst there's nothing that uh gets under my not gets under my skin is like an ingredient that we haven't used in particular like vegetables right like you got that produce and sometimes it starts getting slimy and you yeah. have to freaking toss it i hate that it's, like there's well, nothing that strikes up my heart more than taking food that we've purchased with, with our own money and we just didn't have a chance or we chose not to use yeah. that vegetable in something and i gotta toss it in the trash well eating and not wasting what you buy is one of the biggest biggest ways to save money too because such a huge percentage of well, our grocery bill goes to stuff that we throw in the trash which is a crying shame so we do have to get better at, the, at that but i think the the like the freezer a lot of us think that's where we just put the ice cream or something like that but depending on the size of your family how you shop what you eat and the amount of space in your house you know getting a deep freezer might pay off in the long run for example matt my my father-in-law he buys like half a cow uh, at Does a time you know? yeah nice. and so it's chopped up into all these different ways but the price per pound is i want to say he said like three dollars a pound which is insane because that's what you pay just for ground beef and he's getting steaks and roasts and stuff like that out of it the uh yeah but he had a to whole, buy a whole rack of ribeyes sure as well sure yeah. but he had to buy a deep freeze in order to make that make sense and mm. so for some folks spending money on a deep freeze can actually pay off in the long run. Jerry, you're making a case for me wanting a deep freeze (laughs) right now. But let's talk about coupons. And generally speaking, Joel, you and I, we're both in agreement that coupons are overrated. Mm -hmm. The typical family, they save somewhere between five to nine dollars a week using coupons. And depending on how much you're spending on groceries every week, this could be chump change or it could actually be a meaningful amount of money but just make sure that you're thinking about the overall ROI before you go coupon crazy, right? Like it's possible to be penny wise and pound foolish here just by hunting and clipping actual physical coupons uh, when the savings that they'll net you, they may not necessarily be worth the time. Couponing, it might make sense for some folks out there, but others 
should probably spend that time focused on more important aspects of their money. Some stores out there, they've, you know, they've got apps that make it easy. Uh, certainly make sure that you're a part of their loyalty program. Give them that phone number if, uh, if they've got that program, if they've got that as an option. And also check out the site Flip. Dot com. That's F-L-I-P-P dot com. Uh, but they, it's a, it's a site, man, I love aggregate sites that bring together all oh, like, yeah. bits of information that you would normally have to kind of go scouring for. But they combine all the different circulars that the different grocery stores have. So you can see what is going to be marked down, what's going to be on clearance, what's going to be on sale. It's easy to kind of plot your plan of attack for where you're going to go shopping that week based on sale flyers it, it, by looking at Flip as opposed to waiting for the Sunday <laughs> uh, actual print section to come out. Mm-hmm. Flip's really cool and it makes it easy. Well, and Matt, I, I don't really, I, I'm with you. I'm against couponing as well. I use coupons when they're easy. And Kroger, yeah. when I go to Kroger for some of the things that I can't get at Aldi or Costco, I use Kroger coupons because the digital coupons are pretty simple and they send actual coupons and stuff that I typically buy directly to my house. It's literally based on things that I've bought in the past. And they say, here's 60% off a, a thing of spinach because you buy spinach here sometimes. So that kind of stuff is, I'll use those coupons when it's low-hanging fruit, but I'm not like searching the internet for coupons because I think right. for most people, that's a waste of time. And Kro- Kroger's, they, they've actually got a pretty decent app as well uh, yeah. on, that you can keep on your phone. Yeah. So I think it's helpful to yeah have that app for the stores that you're most loyal to. I have the Lidl app on my phone as well because sometimes I get discounts there. And speaking of Lidl, I think where you shop is probably one of the biggest difference makers when it comes to butchering your grocery budget. And Lidl and Aldi, we talk about them all the time because they're two of the best nationwide discount grocery chains that you can shop at. Trader Joe's are a, a lovely, slightly more expensive alternative. But like, if you have one of those three close to you, you're going to save money by going there. And th- these stores, they don't even have to play the coupon game. They don't really get into it at all, largely because their prices are so incredibly low already. But just changing this one part of the grocery equation in your life, you could claw back a huge percentage of your grocery budget seemingly overnight. And even when you compare a list of basic items between Aldi and Walmart, Walmart, which prides themselves on low prices, they're known for low prices. If you compare Walmart to Aldi, Aldi wins by a landslide. Even still. Yeah, (laughs) even still. Even though Walmart is cheaper than a lot of the alternatives, Aldi's cheaper than them. And it wouldn't be outrageous to see something like a 20% reduction in what you're spending each month just by doing this one thing. And if you're shopping at Whole Foods, you're going to see an even bigger discount in what you're spending if you move to Aldi. That's right. But simultaneously, there might be some items that you can't get at Aldi that you would, you know, that you might have to go sure. to Walmart for. But you, you mentioned 20%. Dude, back when we, before the Aldi near us had opened up, we were doing like the majority of our grocery shopping at Kroger. And once we started shopping at Aldi, literally overnight, we saw a 30% reduction in our grocery budget. That's insane. Like, it it literally felt like magic because we weren't even necessarily trying to reduce how much we were spending. We just switched where it was that we were shopping. Uh, We saw a massive decline. That's like, it really is like the the easiest thing to do. There's all these little ways that you can eat around the edges. It's the easy button. But that's the easy button to save the biggest (laughs) amount. It is. But we were kind of talking about Walmart uh, and how they certainly have more options than Aldi. The trade-offs of stores like Lidl, uh, like Aldi, are that you're going to have fewer options. And so instead of there being like 82 ketchup bottles that you can you can pick from. You're going to only have like one, maybe two, if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, and we we actually kind of see this as a plus. But also, your grocery trips are going to be shorter, just because of the footprint of these stores are going to be smaller, and you're not going to have to spend as much time comparing the unit prices between all those different varieties of this you know exact same thing. I and mean, you know we get that this is not for everyone out there, but 
If you haven't tried some of the discount uh, grocery stores like Aldi, like Lidl, and you are looking to trim your grocery budget, then you have got to at least give this one a shot. Yeah, so not only are you going to save money at those discount grocers, but also you're going to spend less time, which sounds nice too. I love it. And plays out in reality, man. My trips oh, to yeah. Lidl are quicker. Although Lidl Aldi, has and Aldi little, is the f- little carts for the kids, by I, the way. <laughs> and so I did take take a little longer. But Lidl's I, are bigger, dude. Like Lidl's are twice as I, I I bet on average if there's in, any sort of research out there. Still a third of the size of a Kroger. Still much smaller than Kroger, way smaller than Costco, but. I mean, I used to pride myself in being able to literally get in and out of an Aldi with a thing of milk and eggs in like 90 seconds yeah. <laughs> because they're just, they're so quick at the register and it's so easy to oh, get back there to the coolers. They really are. I will say the Aldi, the people that work at Aldi are incredible. They know what I want. They have fewer people working there. get out there. of there as fast as possible. But they, they pay them more and they, they like, they crush it. So, well, okay. So something else though on that front, like it's not just a major discounter so you can check out. There are also like smaller independent discount stores and you can find one near, near you at a site like Buy South salvagefood.com and Matt there's one 30 minutes from us mm-hmm. I haven't been there yet because it's it's 30 minutes from us it's not four minutes away like the, the grocery store I typically go to but it's it's one that I want to go to because they're yeah, they're selling kind of salvage dented secondhand food items but it's still good food and they're selling it for a whole lot less and yeah so we'll, we'll put a link to that one in the show notes but it's one that you can totally check like check out find if there's one in, within five or ten minutes of you it might save you a ton of money by going to one of these stores that's not doesn't have a nationally recognized name mm-hmm. but you can you know they've got great prices that are going to save you money misfit market is kind of the the modern version of these independent discount stores as well that you know that you would find on that buy salvage website they've got lots of organic items as well i just signed up i'm going to give this one a chance i've i've never given it a go yet but like it's basically um giving you access to nice foods at a discount that they will ship directly to your door very cool. And if you are not interested in the mega discounters or in trying a new service like that, don't forget about one of the easiest ways to save at the grocery store, which is buying store brands. Name brand items are going to crush your grocery bill most of the time. Trader Joe's and Costco, they have some of the best store brands, in my opinion. I feel like Trader Joe's in particular, they've got they've got certain items that have a cult-like following. Oh, yeah. uh, although, did you did we talk about the, uh, the lead and cadmium and, and dark chocolate? We haven't. Some of the Trader Joe's dark chocolates are on that list of like oh. high. Well, it's a lot of the dark high, chocolates, right? It is, but maybe we'll link to that story as well. Uh, but there are some certainly some ones out there that are a little bit safer if you like to eat a little bit of dark chocolate every day. It's funny because you talk about how like there's certain things like dark chocolate that are good for your health. They got those flavonoids and all that kind of action going on. But you can't you, you never want to overdo it in any one area before it like turns around and like bites you. you know? <laughs> By the way, flavonoids <laughs> totally sounds like a word you just made up. <laughs> Maybe I did. I'm pretty sure that's a real word. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> but we're talking about name brands and data from Consumer Reports. They say that store brands cost between 5 and 72% less than their name brand counterparts. And actually, when Consumer Reports, when they ran a taste test, they found that 76% of store brand products tasted just as good as the name brand. So... We wanted to mention that because maybe you're you're being name brand loyal for no reason. And while we're talking about some of these different stores as well, I want to give Costco a little more love since, in particular, for our family, they've, they're our latest store that is certainly getting more of our dollars. But the ability to buy bulk is huge. And when you're used to buying small packs of stuff at some stores, but then you can go to a store like Costco and buy a massive double or triple pack of something, uh, there is serious savings involved there, whether it's chicken thighs uh, or whether it's 
like a giant thing of rice or a giant mm-hmm. thing of oil. But what's key, and this kind of speaks to like the waste side of things, what's key is to, when you get home, to break those things down. And so if we're talking, like we're talking about chicken thighs, like literally take them out of the packaging and just go ahead and package those into like Ziploc bags of portion sizes that you know that you will typically cook with. Yeah. Same thing with like oil, because like at Costco, they got like that, I don't know, it's like a gallon and a half container thing of olive oil and you think... How the heck am I supposed to cook with that? <laughs> well, you don't. You take that home and fill up your little small oil bottle that you keep next to your stove and you're going to fry up some eggs. There are things like you buy bulk in order to save, but then you break it down in order to actually use those things and, and not let them go to waste. Yep. No, I like that. All right, Matt, we've got more uh, grocery store saving tips that we want to get to, including like apps that can help you save. We'll talk about that. And there are a couple others we'll get to as well. We'll get to those right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, we are still talking about some of the different ways that you can butcher your grocery bill. It, Joel, do you do you think that folks are getting hungry as we're sitting here talking about <laughs> all the different kind of probably foods? they probably want to taste your like pork empanadas or whatever it was that you were making pizzole the pizzole, uh, yeah. it's like a yeah, Mexican soup. Um, but let's kind of tackle some I guess some of these more 
actionable, practical tips that we've got for folks uh, in order to reduce their grocery bill. And one of those is to avoid processed foods. The old maxim of shopping around the periphery of the, the grocery store is pretty accurate because that is where you're going to find fruits and veggies. That's where you're going to find the meat and the eggs, the milk, right? Like what we're talking about here is real foods as opposed to potato chips, uh, the cookies, candy, pre-prepared foods. And Are you saying those Totino's pizzas aren't good for me, Matt? <laughs> they don't count, man. Uh, and well, those often aren't going to be as good for you, right? Or as filling. And so we want to encourage folks to eat real foods whenever you can. You are your own person, so you can eat whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> We're not your mom. <laughs> but by eating uh, eating these whole real foods, uh, it's going to be better for you. It's going to help your waistline. It'll help your like what you're spending on groceries as well. Uh, not just processed foods, but the ability to avoid processed drinks as well. I think that's a, an area where a lot of folks can save, like juices and spending money on Coke. Sunny D. <laughs> these are, I mean... The, for one, they're empty calories, but two, like, man, those things, these things are loaded with sugar yeah. and you don't necessarily need to be spending your money on that. Again, you are your, you're you an adult, your <laughs> you do what you want to do. And I know this is coming from the dude who likes, they always hear me talking about how my beer, oh, I wish it had a little more sugar. Yeah. I get it. Like, I like things to be a little bit sweet, but I'm owning it, you know, like craft beer is my craft beer equivalent. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to spend money that ne- isn't necessarily helping my health because I really enjoy it. So if you really love Sunny D, Joel, you buy that Sunny D, yeah. but don't think you're necessarily buying groceries with it. I'd, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the kind of That's expen- all expenditures you're right that are, <laughs> it's, you're getting calories, but you're not necessarily getting the good kind, getting the filling yeah, stuff. Exactly. Well, on that note, like should people buy organics? I think that's another question that people have because organics are, are certainly more expensive and different folks have different priorities on this front too. So we're not trying to be uber prescriptive here, but the the price gap between organics and non, it often depends on the specific item, right? Because organic eggs, they're not much more than regular ones at Costco, but organic milk, it feels like it's like twice as expensive, if not more. It's a bit more. So yeah, it depends on what your priorities are. And you might say, yeah, cool. I'm like me. I don't mind spending a dollar more for the organic eggs, but I'm not going to spend $6 more for the organic milk. And so, yeah, this is another example of how where you shop plays such a massive role in how much you spend because Walmart is the largest organic retailer in existence and their prices are going to be much more affordable than at Whole Foods, for example. But, you know, we can all make different trade-offs at different stages of our lives as we have different amounts of disposable income specifically to spend on food. And for some, you might prioritize cost over everything else. So you might say no to organic at every turn, but there are ways to buy affordable organic products too. I think that deserves to be mentioned. And and there are a lot of people who just prioritize that strongly for like everything they buy. And there are other people who say, I'm going to pick and choose the organics I want to bring into my life. But I think it's possible to do the organic thing without completely breaking your budget. That's right. Yeah. Costco, that's where you buy your organic toilet paper. (laughs) Only the finest for your tush. Uh, Another tip is we would recommend for folks to use the right credit card. We've recently talked about this, but the American Express Blue Cash Preferred will snag you 6% cash back at the grocery store on up to $6,000 of expenses a year. And man, speaking of Aldi again, when they started taking credit cards a few years back, the choir of angels <laughs> were, were singing in my I head. I still remember that day. It was such it. a big stinking deal because I was like that's an extra six percent I'm saving on all groceries from here on out. It was, Just, the, only, it was the only place I was using my stupid debit card. Yes, every single. It was like literally the only well. place I used a debit yeah. card too. I don't think I've pulled that thing out ever since. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but being able to shop with this card is going to mean that they're already low prices. If you use that card, they're going to get six percent better overnight, like instantly. But of course, only use this card or any credit card like we discussed last week, if you can pay that bill off on time and in full every month, 
But if we're talking about easy ways to save more money on groceries, this is certainly one of them. Uh, and you can get the annual fee waived for the first year right now. Uh, in addition to that $250 sign-up bonus, we'll make sure to link to that card in the show notes for this episode. For sure. That's All one right. that both of us use weekly. For sure. Yeah. And, and okay, so what about apps that help you save too? And we've talked about the actual proprietary apps that the grocery stores have themselves. Almost every grocery store has their own app and you can download that and find ways to save there, which I think is good. When you buy into their ecosystem, they offer you extra perks and and, and that's great. You should totally do that. But there are other third-party apps that are worth considering too. Flash Food is a new one, um, at least one that I hadn't heard of until recently, that offers significant discounts, at least in some parts of the country, for buying items from grocery stores that are just about to expire. So that's kind of cool. Um, you're kind of preventing something from going into the landfill and you're getting a sweet discount at the same time. I like that one. I looked to see if it was available here near where we live, Matt. Sadly, no, but right, right. maybe soon, maybe soon. But uh, Ibotta is probably one of the, the best known apps that will earn you cash back. For taking a picture of your receipt after you check out, you got to jump through a couple of hoops. But these can be kind of like, you know, the coupons we talked about earlier. They they might be easier <laughs> than going out there and pecking and hunting for coupons to use at the grocery store, but they also might not be worth the hassle. Uh, but it's at least worth looking into. You know, some people swear by apps like Ibotta and they say they save, they, they get tons of cash back just by kind of doing the shopping they normally do. Uh, but so much really comes down to you how you shop and how annoyed you get by these apps <laughs> trying to like mm. uh, having to constantly interact with them that's true all right let's get to the the most dad-like advice that we can offer when it comes to saving more on groceries uh and this advice is to eat what you've got and yes again i want a clean plate out there folks <laughs> happy plate club do, do y'all ever do that i know a lot of folks do the happy yeah, plate sometimes club. But, uh, but you know definitely eat your leftovers of course but this also means that you should be cleaning out your pantry or your fridge uh, or your freezer. Supercook, this is a cool site that can help you to create a recipe based on the items that you have on hand. Of course, if it's just cookies, right? Like if you just got Oreos and some Doritos and like a random chicken thigh, you're going to have a tough time. That would be a really interesting <laughs> meal though. Most likely, hopefully. Could you, could you make like a crumble and then bake it? <laughs> bake that chicken thigh in it? Hopefully you're not down to the, like the dregs to that point. But it's smart, I think, to make this a game like that, right? Because if you're aiming high... In an attempt to keep your grocery budget low, well, trying to make meals out of what you've got on hand is a way to gamify things in order to stretch your budget. There's a lot of, oftentimes you'll see a different folks taking on the challenge of like just only eating out of your pantry or, or your cupboard where you're only allowed to go to the grocery store for like for fresh veggies or milk and eggs, right? Um, but A, of course, we do want you to eat healthy, balanced meals, but I think there's a way that we could also challenge ourselves to not buy more of the non-perishables that are already lining the shelves yeah. of our pantry. All right, so uh, another last suggestion would be just to eat less in general. And uh, I think we, we get, especially That's when we true. go out to eat, think about the portion sizes. Oh my gosh, yeah. When you go out to eat in a foreign country, you don't get portions that big. Uh, but for some reason here in the States, we just have just something in our, and we, if it's on our plate, we just assume that's what we're supposed to eat. And so we do. And, and so a lot of us are just eating more than we actually should. And it's led to us becoming a pretty fat and overweight nation in reality. Yeah. The latest data reports that something like 42% of U.S. adults are considered yeah. to be medically obese. Yeah, nearly half. Which is tragic. All adults. Tragic, because not only is that expanding your food budget, it, it 
it's just har- massively harmful to your health. And now we're like prescribing drugs <laughs> uh, to help cure obesity instead of making a national push towards changing habits, which would lead to healthier outcomes, I think. So uh, yeah, it's just eating less in general and eating healthier whole foods, kind of like you talked about earlier, Matt, instead of eating a lot of the processed crap that we normally get in the center of the grocery store, that's going to make a big difference in yeah. how we feel and in how much we spend on in money on food. Totally. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it's it's sort of become taboo to say that. And we will acknowledge that like genetics play a role, right? Like not everybody can work out multiple times a week if they're looking to lose weight, but the ability to reduce how much we're consuming, like that is something that is available to everybody. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of crazy that that is not something that is talked about more, not to mention, and this is our whole angle, it also saves you money. Yeah. And so it's yeah, For some reason it's become off limits, money. which I don't like because it, yeah. it's kind of something we've been able to talk about openly for decades and decades and decades and hundreds and, and thousands of years. Yeah. Ago. And if you, but if you, if you make it off limits to talk about, then people can't receive the help they need, I think. Yeah. So bottom line, groceries are a big line item in all of our lives. Uh, in the past year, has certainly made shopping for food feel even worse because inflation, it's been a massive pain for everyone. Egg prices are actually coming down now, uh, <laughs> but they, they're still expensive. Uh, but the tactics that we mentioned today, they're not going to stop the macroeconomic environment but it can help you to take some more control over the expenses in your own life. Uh, And, you know, when this is with food and cooking, when that's something that you do multiple times a day, you may as well get good at it. Yeah. You know, you were talking about breathing earlier. It kind of makes me think about driving. Like that's something that most people do. And there might be some folks who are better at it, who enjoy it more. There might be some folks who don't enjoy it as much, or there might be some folks who are terrible at it. But just because if you were to say though, well, I'm just not good at it. And you get in like a fender bender, every single week. You don't just like throw in the towel and say, I'm just not good at driving. No, like you take Start steps. taking Ubers everywhere. <laughs> you take steps to make sure that, that you turn into a better driver, right? Like whether that's paying closer attention to the road or driving slower or finding different times of the day to get to where you need to go. There are steps that you Hiring take. a coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in, the, in a similar way, I, I feel similarly about food. You may as well learn how to do it well. You may as well enjoy it. And obviously, along the way, by doing those things, you're going to find ways to make it more affordable, saving you money that you'll then be able to funnel into other areas of your life. For sure. All right. I agree. And so hopefully, all of our listeners are able to cut back in big ways at the grocery store. And you know, if you've got other grocery shopping tips, we'd love to hear it. You can always reach out to us. We're at howtomoneypod at gmail.com. Matt, let's get back to the beer that we had on this episode. This one was called Darken. It's a barrel-aged sour brown ale from Upland Sour Ales in Bloomington, Indiana. What were your thoughts on this one, man? Yeah, I see on the back of the bottle here, it says a blended work of art. Uh This was a really, really interesting beer. So it's a brown ale, but it was a sour brown. What tasted like was then married with the spices from a Belgian quad, Uh not the yeasts, right? So it doesn't have like that, the sweetness that you get with Belgian beers that you get from the yeast, but it totally had the, like the Belgian spices going on. And so it had the darker sour funk, but then it had these notes of like Christmas. <laughs> it's almost like when you get a song stuck in your head and you're just like, wait, why can't I get this? Like, what is it about this? Uh, I feel like that's what it, this sort of had going on with, hmm. those, with those Belgian spices. Yeah. yeah. Well, on the back, it says that it was kind of trying to imitate the Oud Bruin style, which is like sour brown, right? Which yeah. is a traditionally Belgian style sour and which 
I love that makes, style of beer. Yeah, so it makes much. sense. But that being said, but this like had it, this is incredibly unique. Yeah, this like is an they, alternate they did take it on that. Very for sure. differently than a nude brune. Well, of course, Americans, you know, like to <laughs> shake it up, do things <laughs> differently. So this is an American take on a Belgian style beer, and I really like. I really liked it. But you're right; it definitely had some different vibes, some different spice action going on. But I mean, anytime someone says they're making an oud brewing, like give it to me, I'm gonna take it. Anytime that there's somebody making a barrel aged, yes. any, anything. Yeah, the I'm oh, gonna, the oak oh came gosh. through in a big way on it this did. one too, for sure. So, yeah. all right, that's gonna do it for this episode, though, Matt. For for folks who want links to some of the resources we mentioned, we mentioned a lot today. Specific apps and sites where you can go to save money on groceries. Well, we'll list all of those up on our site at howtomoney.com. And not only are the resources up there from this specific episode, but we've got a lot of new content up there on the site. We've got, obviously, the show notes, but just other articles, other helpful content, the credit card tool. There are a ton of fantastic resources up there for you. So we wanted to mention those as well. But Joel, that's going to be it for this episode. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com.